Welcome to Food Navigator USA's Soup to Nuts podcast with Elizabeth Crawford, where I dish with trendsetters, tastemakers, and industry experts about everything from emerging trends to marketing strategies to regulatory pressures. The long-held consumer perception of convenience stores as a last resort for a fast in-and-out trip to grab a six-pack of beer or, if they weren't too picky, a few staple ingredients is quickly being replaced by a new class of elevated and digitally integrated C-stores, such as Chicago-based Foxtrot. Foxtrot and others like it are redefining what a corner store and cafe can be by creating a welcoming environment not only for more premium shoppers, but also new brands from startups that might not yet have a high-profile distributor. Foxtrot also stands apart from the conventional C store as a digitally native store that offers a fully integrated e-commerce platform and delivery in under an hour for those consumers who just don't want to venture out but still need a few essentials. By embracing new brands, e-commerce, and other updates, Foxtrot and other convenience stores are starting to steal market share from traditionally grocery stores. According to research released last year by Inmar Analytics, sales at convenience stores climbed 2.2% to $201.7 billion in 2018 from 2017, even though the number of stores fell 1.1%. At the same time, e-commerce sales for food increased 21.7% to $58 billion in 2018 from 2017, according to the research. This one-two punch is taking a toll on traditional grocery sales, which fell 1.1% to $547.6 billion in 2018 from 2017, as well as market share, which dropped 1.7% to 43.8% from 2017. These numbers and the potential for even more growth for C-stores in the future are also attracting a lot of attention from investors, which could help exponentially move the needle towards omnichannel and convenience even more. In this episode of Food Navigator USA's Soup to Nuts podcast, Foxtrot co-founder and CEO Mike LaVitola discusses how a recently announced $17 million investment will help Foxtrot continue to trailblaze a new path for C-stores, both online and at brick and mortar. He also shares strategies for how Foxtrot effectively manages sales across channels to create a seamless shopping experience that better meets the needs of modern shoppers. Finally, he outlines the company's approach to merchandising and the opportunities that it's creating for new brands just starting out. When La Vitola helped co-found Foxtrot roughly five years ago as an online convenience store, He said his goal was to redefine how consumers thought about C-stores, and as the company grew and expanded into brick and mortar, he says he saw the full potential for an omni-channel quote-unquote corner store emerge. Foxtrot started out as an online online only shop. So when I I launched Foxtrot like five years ago now, the idea was to take, you know, sort of the old stodgy corner store, um, which, you know, if you think about kind of the traditional convenience landscape is not the most inspiring place. And, you know, it's typically a place you want to get in and out of really quickly and, you know, doesn't really have sort of the right set of products. And we thought we could bring that experience um, online and sort of 
re-merchandise all those traditional convenience categories. So, um, you know, beer and wine, meat and cheese and ice cream and snacks and all that kind of fun stuff um, and deliver it in under an hour. So um, Foxtrot was online only for the first uh, three years that it, uh, <laughs> that it was alive. Um, and about two and a half or three years ago now, we um, started experimenting with retail. So at first, retail for us was really just the warehouse for our e-commerce business, but it has you know, since grown into a really, really important channel for us as well. So um, you know, now customers shop with us in our retail shops um, about the same amount that they do online, but um, it's all sort of a shared uh, experience. At heart, we're all about convenience, right? And so convenience for us means, you know, sometimes consumers want to pop in and grab a cup of coffee or a bottle of wine and for work. And sometimes they, you know, need to get things delivered because they can't leave their desk or they, you know, are just kind of feeling lazy on a Saturday night and, and want the store brought to them. So for us, we don't, we don't really see a big um, distinction between retail and online. It's, it's just sort of all under the Foxtrot um, uh, umbrella. So, you know, like a typical Foxtrot customer, you know, shops with us to get their coffee in the morning. And then, you know, they're like grabbing like a sandwich or again, like a bottle of wine on the way home. And then, uh, you know, they, they might want some ice cream uh, delivered at night. So it's, 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 it's really being able to meet the, the customer's convenience use cases um, wherever they're, they're at. Foxtrot's dual channel strategy and fresh approach to merchandising is paying off as more consumers gravitate towards the retailer and its revenue continues to climb. Since its launch, Foxtrot has grown its e-commerce space 150% year-over-year, and its revenue 2x year-over-year. It's also poised to expand its physical footprint with the help of the most recent funding round. This expansion will include two new brick-and-mortar stores in Washington, D.C. this spring, and its eighth location in Chicago, bringing its total store count to 12 across Chicago, D.C., and Dallas. Lavatola says that Foxtrot's growing fan base and retail reach is possible in part because of the consumer word of mouth, but it's also thanks to a strategic business decision to court consumers with a loyalty perk program. The you know e-com growth has been really um, exciting, and it's 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 really kind of like a two-layer approach, right? So we have our traditional e-commerce um, customers who find out about us through their friends or through you know. Of a lot of the various digital channels that we have, but um, then there's another wave of customers who might find out find out about us first in a store, and then realize that 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 store sort of lives digitally in their phone and wants to shop with us um, online as well. And so, especially over the past year or two years, that 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 sort of omnichannel spend has really um, risen pretty substantially. So. Our, our best customers, our, our uh, Perks customers, which are the customers in our loyalty program, are shopping with us an average of 10 times a month, which is really quite crazy for like a retailer. And it's because, you know, they um, are shopping a few times a month in store when it's convenient for them to, you know, take a stroll or kind of pop around the corner. And um, then those same customers are transacting online um, when it's more convenient to, to get it delivered. So by opening up retail stores, it actually um, materially accelerates the e-commerce growth. Um, uh, another big, you know, benefit for us is our perks program. So the loyalty program that we launched about a year ago. Um, and so customers in this uh, program, which is about half our revenue, 
um, get free coffee in store and free delivery online. So once you, uh, you know, re- re- remove the friction of a delivery fee, then the, you know, value proposition is, is super, super strong. And we've seen a lot of success with that, um, both in Chicago and Dallas. Foxtrot's decision to offer free delivery is one that weighs on many retailers playing in the e-commerce space. Because as LaVitola acknowledges, free isn't free. But, he explains, Foxtrot's omni-channel approach gives it more flexibility to offer this benefits to its loyal consumers. You know, given that we have this omni-channel uh, approach, it allows us a lot more flexibility in our business model to provide like really, really great value to the consumers, right? So unlike a traditional delivery service, which, you know, their business is being in the you know business of uh, delivering and they, they need to make their money through delivery fees, we are like a traditional retailer who is, who is making um, our money on the actual goods that, uh, that, that uh, we're selling. And given the fact that we have revenue streams both um, in retail and, and, and on e-commerce through like a single unit or like a single store, it allows us just a lot um, more leverage and flexibility in the model. And so what we do is we take sort of um, all that additional, you know, really leverage out of the model and give it back to the to, the, to our loyal consumers in the form of uh, free delivery. Lavatola says that the new infusion of investment funding will also help Foxtrot to expand its perks programs to offer additional benefits beyond free coffee and free delivery. Another fundamental part of Foxtrot's success has been its curated product offerings, which Lavatola says balance old favorites that shoppers expect at a corner store along with more innovative products from local makers. Sourcing and stocking such a diverse mix isn't easy, though, and Lavatola says that a portion of the recent fundraise will go to hiring marketing and merchandising staff who can discover new brands that help drive foot traffic in brick and mortar while also meeting the needs of online shoppers who might favor products which they're already familiar with. Our team is, you know, probably the thing um, most proud of here, so I started the business with um, with um, my co-founder, Taylor, who is our CTO and just has a really strong technical background. And it's how we've been able to build a great consumer experience, but also all the technology on the back end that has allowed us to source this really diverse inventory um, that, um, that, you know, allows our menu to come to life, right? Um, so in the, you know, over, over the last year or two, We've um, given the strong technical foundation we already had in-house. We focused um, most of our hiring and recruiting on um, marketing and on merchandising. So merchandising is really the, you know, lifeblood of the company for us. You know, we're out there all the time trying to find the absolute best product in each category. And, you know, sometimes that might be, um, you know, an old favorite like Oreos, like it's tough to beat Oreos, but a lot of times there's someone locally that's doing something, you know, better, fresher, more innovative, and we um, really want to highlight those as well. And so, you know, working with all these local makers and breweries and roasteries and bakers um, takes a lot of work. And so we've we've had to grow our merchandising team to um, keep pace. Lavatola explained that for the soon-to-be expanded merchandising team, we'll focus more on quality and consumer interest when selecting products to stock and less on the size of the manufacturer or whether a company is working with a distributor. 
This is a notable difference from traditional C stores that tend to favor specific distributors and only review their sets every other year or so on average. It has to be a product that we internally love, right? And we can love it for a, a variety of reasons, right? It, it can be a product that, you know, really plays into like a wellness trend that makes us feel, you know, good and gives energy throughout the day. It can be like just the best, most indulgent, you know, chocolate chip cookie you've, you've like ever had. And we think it's better than the incumbents. Um, you know, wine is a really, really big category for us where, you know, we think we can sort of find wines at all different price points, right? So like we can have a killer $8 bottle or a killer $80 bottle, and we'll tell you sort of why we like each of those. So, um, you know, I, I sort of alluded to this uh, a few minutes ago around our back-end inventory system, but we um, source from over 100 different vendors for our, you know, relatively um, modest-sized stores, right? And so what that means is we're not afraid to, you know, bit, um, bring on a vendor if they even just have one, one, one product that, that we think is best in class. And so that creates a menu where there's a lot of uh, familiar items, so, you know, goldfish and Oreos, to like high, you know, to um, new national D to C brands like we carry Recess, we carry Hims, um, which are you know matcha bar, dirty lemon, these really on trend, interesting items that consumers are looking for, um, and then of course launching our own products as well. So marrying sort of um, you know favorites with these new innovative items with our own items, um, uh, you know, uh, allows us to play across the spectrum. In addition to a unique assortment of CPGs. Lavatola said Foxtrot sets itself apart from the other convenience stores by offering an elevated food service experience. Um, the other big area that we've invested in is, um, is, is on our own food side. So um, on, on, our, on, on the coffee, which is a program that we, we take really, really serious in our stores and um, our prepared food and cafe menu, that's all made you know, scratch in-house every day. Um, and so, you know, recruiting on an executive chef and then um, a really talented team of, you know, cooks to execute that menu has been important to us. So a lot going on, but, you know, really focusing um, a lot, a lot on just making the mes- best menu we possibly can, whether it's products we find or products we make. Looking forward, Lavatola says the future of Foxtrot and likely food retail more generally is about finding a balance across channels to remain relevant and meet consumers' evolving needs. I think the past couple of years have really been around, um, you know, finding what the heart of Foxtrot is and, and sort of what, what, what really resonates with um, consumers. And fortunately, it's what resonates with um, ourselves internally, right? So it's a, you know, digitally driven sort of corner store experience that's routed in finding the, you know, absolute best products we can. I think getting that to as many customers um, as we can. And the exciting thing in the past couple of years has, has been realizing um, that retail is a real core part of that strategy. And so if you look at the next three to four years, I think you'll, you'll continue to see this marriage of e-com and retail broadly in the same categories that, that we're in now, but just in a lot, lot more uh, locations and cities. Because consumers have so many different ways to shop and because e-commerce experiences are so rich, you need to have a really compelling reason to get people to leave their house and go into your store, right? So that means, you know, um, a menu that or product that you can only get at your stores, like a really hospitality-driven um, environment. And, you know, it, 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 it can't just be like a warehouse, um, 
of uh, product, right? And so um, I think retailers that continue to um, innovate and realize that their retail shops are, you know, simply a complement to their e-commerce business and vice versa will do really well because consumers see it all as the same company, right? When, when they're on your website or whether when, when they're in your store, it's all the same brand to them. And so um, you, you need to have a really consistent, excellent experience. And with that, we reach the end of another episode of Food Navigator USA's Soup to Nuts podcast. I hope that you'll join me again next week for another installment. And to ensure that you remember, I encourage you to subscribe to us on iTunes. Until next time, this is Elizabeth Crawford wishing you a productive and profitable week.